Welcome from Euractive. My name is Luca Battuzzi, your tech editor. We have recently decided to rename our team to better reflect our coverage. This week, we take a closer look at the proposal of the European Commission that has been announced by Commissioner Breton to introduce a fair contribution for GAFAM to pay for the digital infrastructure. For an overview on all things tech in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website euroactive.com. This is Euroactive's Tech Brief Podcast. Today I'm joined by two guests, Gerard Progorel, Professor of Economics Emeritus at Telecom Paris. Hello, Gerard. Hello, hello, Luca. And Innocenzo Genna, ICT legal expert. Hi, Innocenzo. Buongiorno. This week, there was quite a big announcement by um, Commissioner Breton uh, on the fact that the Commission will propose by the end of the year an initiative to make online platform contribute to the cost of digital infrastructure. Gerard, can you tell us where this proposal is coming from? Yes, yes, thank you, Luca. Yes, the, uh, actually, the, this is a recurring debate. And uh, the, the, what, what's, uh, what's interesting in, uh, here is that the, 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 the Commission has taken up of um, re- recurring interventions, some lobbyings also, so to say, by uh, European telecommunications operators. And a few weeks ago, and may, may even a few months ago, uh, European telecommunications operators, CEOs, jointly made a statement uh, saying that uh, the, the, there's a necessity in Europe to, to have uh, the, the, the main users and the, the main ad, uh, actors who benefit from the, the development of uh, broadband networks to contribute to investments in their networks. So uh, I would say the, the, the news is that this proposal has been taken up at political level and, uh, at, and decision-maker level and uh, it is a, a, a path forward, I would say, in the direction of a, a line of thought which, which has been around now for a, a certain time. So the, what I would say is that this, in a way, illustrates the, the extent to which digital markets in, in Europe present significant conundrums. We, we are not in a fully rational uh, uh, setting in a fully rational landscape and we, we have a legacy of uh, uh, 20 years of the decisions 20 years of strategies 20 years of market evolutions which put us in a, in a situation where we we are looking not for an optimal uh, solution but I would say for a second best solution, given this uh, this complex legacy. So we, we have conundrums, we have a, a lot of actors, we have, a, uh, and we have a lot of arguments. And I, I think to, to put this, uh, this thing straight, we have to go, uh, and you, you'll excuse me about this, into uh, the, the depth of the, the communications market structures in Europe. So, what happens is that our economies and societies continue to rely 
more and more on the digital infrastructure for work, education, and entertainment. We we have of course witnessed the, this importance in the, in the past few months and years now. The we what what happens is that the data network operators, those who provide internet access, they struggle to have their investments keep pace with traffic increases. And what we have to look into is the, the reason why. Why, why, is this, uh, why is this so? So to, to figure out how, how to deal with this situation, we, we must refer to the two realities of the telecommunications industry and the platforms, which largely uh, obscure, I would say, the, the pure principles and the clear principles we will very much like to, to refer to, but it, it's absolutely not the case. First, let's, let's look at the telecom market. The, the major factor in the telecommunications market in Europe that is that it is a regulated market. If telecommunications and content provision services were a purely competitive market, which it is not, it would be up to the final consumer to pay entirely for both access and content with subscription rates covering operational expenditures as well as capital expenditures. So, and th this is our, an argument which is uh, often put forward by, by plat the platforms themselves. They say, we induce the consumers to uh, subscribe, so the, the price of uh, access to platforms is included in the subscription rate, in the price of access to the network. So but this simple assertion, unfortunately, is, is out of place in our world, because we have put in place a, a complex very well-intentioned, absolutely pro-competitive set of rules that have developed a life of their own. And what, what we see is that they, they bring in unexpected uh, outcomes, and they, they put the actors in a bind to confront those unexpected evolutions in markets and services. When we put in place the competitive framework in, in, uh, in telecommunications in Europe in 20, year, 20 years ago, we didn't have, we, what we have in mind was mostly telephony. And it was just the beginning of data. We didn't have in mind the uh, explosive growth of uh, access to, to platforms. So the telecom regulation has been put in place absolutely in all countries worldwide to, to manage network effects which would spontaneously result in the creation or, re or restoration of monopolies. But this has resulted in a market design that ensures that a certain level of competition is maintained among a restricted number of operators. But the, the, we, what, what we have is asymmetric outcomes oops, on the subscription rates paid by consumers. So, for instance, the, the, the subscription rates are significantly higher, double, just to give a, a, you know, a ballpark estimate, in the U.S. That, than it is in, in Europe. The, the market in the U.S. is less competitive 
is less competitive, which results in higher tariffs at consumer level. And this, as we can uh, see and uh, um, partially solves the, 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 the problem of the investment capability of operators. We, we don't have the same request in the US for platforms to contribute to, to networks that what we have in Europe. In Europe, so in the opposite, the actors in charge of building the badly needed data infrastructures are corseted in a competitive regulation framework which results in consistently lower tariffs, and I'll say always lower tariffs, and dramatically declining income and revenue for operators. So consumers today in Europe get access, just to give you a, an, a picture of this, uh, consumers get access to an infinite world of information, entertainment, games, knowledge, for the monthly price of a slice of pizza, no cheese. So Europe is partially addressing the investment gap issue, but by easing the constraints on shared infrastructure investments, but it is not enough. Consequently, operators struggle to invest at the required level. So that we, what we have put in place is a very uh, well-intentioned competitive framework, but the result is the tariff are very low and invest and operators struggle to, to invest. Now, if we look at um, the service providers, so th there's a second consideration. For a long time now, the ability of private actors to build their own highly capital-intensive communications infrastructures has been questioned. This applied in the past to railways and highways. Today, it applies to telecommunications networks. Beyond self-funded investments, other sources of funding have been called for. Public funding of infrastructure, infrastructure is a growing part of the picture. In most countries, it is in place for the sake of universal access to communication services, coverage of non-profitable, low population density areas, etc. This public funding of investments is highly significant in the tens of percent proportion range, and we are, we are talking 30, 40 percent per proportion. However, this has limitations in Europe, which refers uh, justifiably to a competitive framework because it should not damage competition and public investment, we say, should not evict private investment. So the, the two fundamental funding sources, consumer subscriptions on the one side and public funding on the other side, being constrained in Europe, Infrastructure building operators point to where the money is. It's, this, is a, uh, this is human. Platforms and streaming services are the primary beneficiary of infrastructure developments. They have already contributed specific data traffic fees to operators in certain countries. We shouldn't forget uh, uh, Netflix put, uh, puts a, a lot of resources in, in, de in developing in infrastructures. And the the uh, uh, Google and the Facebook, they, they fund submarine cables. So they, they already, in a way, contribute. 
to uh, to the data traffic investment in certain countries. So, but in a way, this demonstrates the the reality that this contribution is needed, uh, and we would say that. But if we look at the, the relative uh, revenues and incomes of telecommunications operators on one side and the, the GAFAMs on the other side, the, those are the, the, the revenue of platforms, DARF, those of telecommunications operators. And additionally, they are continuously spending apart the accident of it of Netflix a few days ago, but the, the broadly they're expanding, whereas the telcos revenues and incomes are dramatically decreasing. Actually, Gerard, that's an interesting point because what you're saying is uh, big tech has been growing and growing, but is this uh, initiative from the telcos uh, also led by some resentment that they have become a sort of low added value industry uh, and they haven't managed to to make this jump to uh, high added value uh, technology companies uh, maybe let's move to Innocenzo first yes i think what you say is right but uh, to be clear there's been a structural change in the market and uh, it is real that uh, uh, 20 years ago, the telephony company, they were king in the market, but just selling telephony and SMS and some packs. Internet has changed completely the value chain, has cannibalized some revenues and created new services on the basis of, of innovation and that economy. The telecom operators have completely missed this train. They are continuing to provide um, the access which is becoming a commodity and did not invent anything innovative on top of that. Even when there were some uh, possibility, look at the cloud market. Why cloud market has been developed only by American OTT? They could have been also developed by a European company, it didn't happen. Look at all recent uh, innovative services which has been developing during the lockdown, all the uh, video conferences. They've been provided by Microsoft, by Cisco, by others. Why no European telco was able to uh, provide a decent competitive service there? That's a, a question that we should uh, we should ask. So it looks that uh, uh, the European telecom sector has been somehow accepting his fate and it was not able to, to develop uh, anything different from what they are uh, uh, used to do. And they've been just supporting the change of the internet revolution without being able uh, to provide uh, something different. And that's, there are many reasons for that. There may be some uh, uh, mistakes. There have been also the fact that uh, uh, some companies are listed and they've been just considering a quarter um, uh, objective rather than long time uh, objectives and uh, what uh, it is true what Mr. Pegorel said that there is a difference of competitiveness between uh, uh, Europe and US but on one side I would say that's also good for the European consumers because they pay a lot less than the American one 
I would say there is also a big difference in the structure of the market, of the market because uh, the European market is more fragmented. But even there, the fragmentation is not a matter of regulation. The fragmentation is because the telecom pom- company they want to stay like to stay like this, because uh, the European Commission would like such European companies to merge and to create some uh, European giants. Uh, but the European company, they don't do it. They just propose uh, some uh, domestic consolidation because this is the only thing that is interesting for them. And there are uh, so uh, no possibility so far to, to make a big mergers at the pan-European level, which is something which would create uh, the kind of players which maybe they could be able to better negotiate with the US platform. So I guess this uh, leads me to my next point. If there was a sort of uh, transfer of revenues from the platforms to the uh, telcos, how do we know that this money would be spent in infrastructure rather than just uh, uh, increase the profitability and be shared uh, in dividends for the shareholders? Gerard? Well, yes, Luca. So th- this is this is an excellent question. So um, I, I've looked into this, and I I think the 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 way to move forward here is uh, we we should be pragmatic, and uh, one possibility would uh, would be to establish uh, uh, to put together two issues: the issues of the taxation and the issue of uh, contribution to investment. You are right, I, I haven't personally come up with any uh, acceptable ways to, to have a direct contributions from platforms to operators, especially because when we say platforms, we are, we are talking about a, 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 an industry in the world which is highly diversified. We have big platforms, small platforms, and some people say that uh, having uh, uh, one size fits all for, for, for platforms to fund network development would be um, against uh, net neutrality. So th- this is an argument. So I think we should, this should go uh, through uh, ta- taxation and the platforms should be fairly uh, taxed and the, the, the money collected by the by the governments through those taxes should go into the existing funding mechanisms for for networks so uh, the, it's, it's not ideal like like i said at the at the outset we, we are talking about the second best uh, uh, second best solutions so uh, i would say uh, there, there should be a fee which applies only beyond a certain level of of a traffic, a fee, I mean a tax, and the, the fee should be harmonized within the, the EU to, uh, to, to avoid tax and network investment discrepancies. So the, the second best trade-off, to, to, to make it short for Europe, to be, uh, would be to, to piggyback on the taxing effort on, on GAFARMS and uh, have the EU governments and the European Investment Bank enhance their contributions to network investments while preserving the European competitive network. And like in a chance of said, we all of us we, we hope we, we we have the the ideal of a of a 
more functioning, more efficient, less fragmented telecommunications market in Europe. But for the moment, it has not happened. Although I don't know whether you, uh, Luca and Innocentes, would be would agree with me. It seems in the past few weeks there there have been a few initiatives going in this direction of some consolidation of the European market. So, but basically, I would say the the way forward, the the the, the end, the to the general question whether it is justifiable to have platforms contribute to network investments. The answer is definitely yes, and uh, yes, and it should go through taxation. Yes, my point of view is that uh, if uh, a levy is uh, imposed on the OTT and then given to the uh, network operator, it will be very difficult to make sure that this money spent for investments and not for other things is uh, impossible to to guarantee it. And the Commission is very well aware of it because uh, uh, in the discussion about domestic mobile consolidation, uh, they were never convinced that consolidation may be useful for uh, more investments rather than more dividends. So it is an issue. The only way to make sure this effect maybe would be to to mandate the OTT to invest in networks. So to get this money from the OTT to convert into equity, into asset in Europe. But I don't know how, how, how easy it is. For the rest, the matter of taxation advocated by Mr. Pogorelle is, uh, I think I can share it. I mean, there is there a, a, a generic problem of uh, uh, insufficient taxation contribution from OTT to the European uh, ecosystem and taxation could be a way, I mean, to compensate it. Here we are talking about uh, very different uh, types of platforms and the consume of um, the use of traffic is not necessarily synonym uh, with uh, profit. So Netflix, has a very, very different business model from Facebook and Google that are mainly based on advertising and are much more profitable. So if we go in this direction, how can this levy be calculated? If I can take the lead on this, uh, yes, it is difficult, but at the end what uh, the operators are uh, complaining uh, is uh, the fact that uh, their networks uh, are put under pressure because of uh, uh, the traffic coming from the platform. We are talking 70% of the traffic. Yes. So there should be some data there. And please note that we don't have data because, uh, uh, I mean, we don't have disaggregated data uh, because uh, the the contract uh, relating to the uh, negotiation between uh, platform and um, operator are not uh, public because it is a competitive market it's considered competitive there is no regulation there is uh, a long uh, time practice of uh, free negotiation uh, there may be that some operators pay something some others not and we should have uh, probably more uh, uh, transparent more clear data about uh, which how much traffic is coming uh, how much is paid if not, and on the basis of this data, we can make this kind of calculation. 
what we are talking about here uh, resembles uh, the debate that we had a few years back on the copyright directive, uh, which was basically asking uh, platforms to pay a contribution. However, um, before the copyright directive uh, struggle started, publishers had quite a lot of political capital to spend uh, at the EU and national level. Um, Gerard, do you think that that is uh, the same case for telecom operators here? I would say yes, because it's a question of, uh, well, uh, life and death, not, not for, for telecom operators, this is maybe exaggerated, but it, it's a really a major issue for telecom, uh, telecom operators, given that the, the, their own future is at stake. And uh, the, I, I, maybe to, to go in the direction you, you suggest, the, we should find a way, and this is a question I, I would ask also in the chat, so the, how could we uh, help telecommunications operators uh, to, to get a, a fair uh, contribution, fee, uh, payments by platforms for the use of the network. And because, like I said before, in a way, the, the GAFAMs are providing the, the argument we are looking for, because they, they invest in, uh, in, in uh, computer centers, they invest in submarine cables. Why don't they invest more in the network? There's so much benefit from. So, uh, in the in a sense, of what what do you think, for instance? How do you think, for instance, that uh, Iliad could get more contribution by by platforms uh, in a fair manner, in a commercial manner? What what do you think about this? Uh, let's say I I'm an advisor, strategic advisor to Iliad, but I don't represent Iliad, so I cannot say anything on behalf of them. In general, I'm sympathetic for the case of the European Telecom Operator, of course, because of the general problem that we are representing. But on the other side, I see that the platform has been always more dynamic, more advanced in providing technology solutions in order to address some problems. And I remember that have been uh, 10 years ago, a, a lot of uh, discussions about how to uh, make, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, the, the services more, more viable, uh, so on. And normally, company, OTT company have been normally quite smart in providing all the technology in order to be able to, to make such services uh, to, to be um, working uh, uh, in a uh, perfect way without really the, the help of, uh, of the network operator, which only have to provide, of course, the, the network, but uh, nothing else. I mean, all the technology has been always provided by the OTT platform. And that's uh, probably is one of the issues we are talking here, because uh, the, the OTT from US are software company, basically, are technology provider, while uh, the telecom company in Europe are just aggregator of uh, uh, technology from somebody else and just uh, uh, providing uh, low uh, 
level commodities and that's make uh, as a result uh, an unfair negotiation. I would actually bring this uh, one step further and say, Gerard mentioned that Google, Facebook, they're building their own submarine cables, uh, their own data centers. If Europe starts saying, okay, from now on, you have to contribute to the cost of infrastructure, what is stopping the GAFAM to build their own infrastructure in Europe as well and make European telcos then utterly irrelevant? Like in Ocenzo say, we have to have a forward-looking uh, view of the, the, the communications market in general. Uh, and of course, with, the, with service, the services provided by platforms, as we all know, already overlap very much with the services provided by telecommunications operators. Uh, we, 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 have, uh, uh, we have voice uh, on WhatsApp, uh, we have data, uh, we have data on, 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 all, uh, on all platforms. So the, there's already an overlap. Uh, you are perfectly right. We should not be protective of any uh, uh, industry which is not forward-looking. So maybe, maybe the, the telecommunications operators, by, by um, insisting on, on uh, sticking mostly to the, this very fragmented market structure in Europe, maybe they are, they are shooting in their own foot. So, and maybe, but, but still, the, 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 there's still this problem which I, uh, I mentioned before, that we, and I say we, uh, governments, economists, and regulators, and, and, and the public, we have put telecommunications operators in the bind by uh, imposing uh, a uh, well-intentioned, like I said, competitive framework, but uh, which has had unreasonable outcomes in terms of tariffs. Like you said, it, it's good for consumers, and so, you know, uh, some telecommunications uh, operators, I won't mention names, are profitable while uh, uh, applying low tariffs. And some other telecommunications are much less profitable. So th there's an issue here of competitivity. I, I wouldn't agree totally with you with, when you say telecommunications operators are not innovative. Uh, they, they are just aggregators. We, we have seen they have been able to cope with the very critical situations in the past two, three years. So, uh, but but we we have put, like I said, it's a complex uh, picture. Uh, the, they have been put in a in a very uh, bad, bad situation, and. Uh, the, we have to re rebalance in in a way. Uh, I, I'm not sure the uh, the GAFAMs are, would be totally able to substitute telecommunications operators. What what we have seen is a uh, we 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 have some kind of a, a balanced market. We WhatsApp exists, but. Uh, uh, there are there are still voice on other technologies. So in the end, 
And uh, at, at this particular point in time, I think it's uh, reasonable to ask GAFAMs to enhance their contributions to network developments by two ways. First, in the direction that they have already taken uh, data centers, cables, and more contribution, direct contribution to investments to, to pay for, to pay fees, to help for network development, and then taxes. I think, the, and then in the future, we will see and the, the world 10 years from now might be completely different from what we we, we know today. GAFAMs are not here forever. Maybe telecommunications operators, as we know them, are, are not here like we like we know them forever. So things will happen, and this is good. This is innovation. So far, we have been talking about GAFAM, uh, and indeed, that's the proposal that is coming from the telcos, but imposing uh, this sort of uh, levy on just few operators, wouldn't that go against the principle of net uh, neutrality? To final extent, yes. It will be, however, an exception uh, to the detriment only to some operators uh, and uh, without affecting the rights uh, of users and uh, of uh, small uh, internet operators. But the question is good and should be reflected further. Gerard Pogorel is Professor of Economics Emeritus at Telecom Paris. Thank you, Gerard. Thank you, Luca. And Innocenzo Jenna is ICT legal expert. Thank you, Innocenzo. Thank you to all. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Tech Brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview on all things technology in European politics and policy directly in your mailbox. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. I'm your Luca Bertuzzi, and thank you for listening.